This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, May 26th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how you doing? Uh, you know, living. So-so. Living. Do you, is your condo put back together yet? Uh, no. Is this going to be a weeks-long thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So. Well, we, we, they got most of the painting done today, but the, uh, the, the, the flooring hasn't arrived yet. Oh, boy. So, waiting, now waiting on things to show up, huh? You know, apparently, you know, they're ordering, you know, bamboo flooring actually from China. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. It's, 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 it's supposed to be here, I think, on Tuesday, so. Yeah. Um, did you watch much, uh, baseball on Wednesday? I watched a bit, yeah. Yeah, did you see uh, the Mariners keep rolling, 13-3 win? I, they're a pretty quietly pretty good team over there, which is kind of interesting. Uh, so, so the Giants come back. Yeah, they against the Padres. The poor Padres. Oh my goodness, Giants are stomping on them. The Giants won't stop winning, apparently. Sure. And uh, yeah, got a good close game out of Cleveland and Chicago. Unfortunately, went Cleveland's way, but... 14-3 there. I saw 15-9 for Texas, and they didn't even get Joey Gallo in. I'm waiting for Joey Gallo to show up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I assume they're going to use him and didn't yeah, bring him up. Yeah, everybody got beat up on that yeah. one, though. Yep. Um, okay, you got anything else before we get into uh, this weird Thursday slate? No, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, well, before we get into it, I want to talk about our friends over at SeatGeek, though, because we haven't mentioned them in a few oh, yeah. days. Um, yeah. So, uh, SeatGeek, of course, is our sponsor here at the show. We really appreciate that. And, uh, they're a service for buying tickets. So if you're listening to this, you probably like baseball. You probably like going to baseball games. If you want to go see a game, um, go to SeatGeek.com and you can search for not just baseball, but of course concerts and other sports. A lot of sports going on right now. Uh, anything you want to go check out. And, uh, there you can buy and sell tickets. You have some you want to get rid of. And they have a really nice search that shows you the price you're going to pay, no matter what, at the end, which is really nice. No hidden fees, no get to check out, and all of a sudden there's extra stuff. And uh, it also shows you a grade based on the price and what other ones around it are going for. And so you can know if you're getting a pretty good deal. So if you go to SeatGeek.com, or if you get the app on your iPhone, on your Android device, whatever you got, you can download the app. Um, but if you go get it and you put in the promo code STREAMS, as in field of streams for the podcast, uh, you get twenty bucks off whatever you buy, uh, which is pretty nice deal for for trying out SeatGeek. Um, they'll throw you twenty bucks, and so that makes obviously a twenty five dollar ticket, a five dollar ticket, or wh- whatever you're buying. Uh, it's a pretty good deal. So they're helping us out. Um, this podcast is free; it will stay free. Uh, we like it being free, but if you want to help us out, uh, you can go to them. They help us out. It's it's a good circle of helping out, and you get to go see something. So. Uh, check out SeatGeek. We appreciate them definitely for for helping us here. Um, okay, Thursday the twenty sixth, eight games on the slate, three in the morning afternoon depending where you are, and then five in the evening. I think we're going to ignore the early ones for DFS purposes. You might be able to play in a stack that has those three. They're not even at the same time. I don't know. I you agree with me? We don't really need to run down a three game slate, right? Uh, no, I, I, I ignored them, believe it or not. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's some interesting stuff. You get Jose Fernandez against Drew Smiley, and your boy Garrett Cole gets the D-backs, and J.A. Happ goes to the Yankee Stadium. So, I don't know. 
but interesting baseball. I love day baseball. It does not fit for DFS. We're looking at a five-game slate. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably the smallest collection of games we've tried to run down before this year. Just about it, yeah. Um, and honestly, I went through it. I didn't have as much trouble as I thought I did. Did you find options at, at most uh, positions? I did. I, yeah, I, it's, my, 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 my sheet here is surprisingly full. Yeah, it's not a great pitching day. No. Um And maybe that's why we have a lot of options. So the hard part is going to be finding pitching matchups that you like. Uh, but hitters we found plenty. Let's go ahead and get into it. So in these five evening games for Thursday, Matt, what are you thinking at catcher? Uh, actually, catcher, I'm starting with Wilson Ramos getting Mike Leake. Yeah, I I had that too. I think that's totally it's, okay. It's ready and ready, but... Leak actually struggles against his career. Actually, struggles against righties, mm-hmm. and Ramos hits righties really well. So, you know, they kind of found each other. Yeah, Mike Leak's an interesting one. Mike Leak started the year terrible. Mm. Like, here's his game log runs allowed four four three three five four right like that. But in his last three starts, just two total runs, including seven scoreless last time out. I don't really know what to make of it because I don't think he's that bad, and I don't think he's this good. He's definitely somewhere in the middle. And he's a 407 ERA guy total after all that. And that sounds about right. Maybe he's a little bit better than that. But um, So I'm not worried about him being on fire, but I, I think you can pick on him. So I definitely have Ramos as well. He he might be an option to pick when we get to pitchers just because it's so thin. But um, I, I fully endorse picking on him. So I, I like Wilson Ramos, and I agree how it's a good matchup for sure. Uh, next on my list, Ed Salvi Perez versus Miguel, Miguel Gonzalez. Okay. Just do you, which one is it? Do you trust in Salvi or do you just hate Miguel Gonzalez? A little from column A, a little from column B, Dylan. Yeah. Miguel Gonzalez, 457 ERA, could be much worse for the White Sox so far. Uh, he's had one real bad outing and the others have been serviceable. Last time out, yeah. But definitely a guy you can pick on. I agree. And next to my list, I had Matt Weeders getting Lance McCullers. Yes, you're officially on board as uh, trusting Matt Weeders again against righties. Yeah, I guess we, you know, he's kind of turned it around. He, he he's apparently still has a pulse. So. Yeah, yeah. McCullers, uh, one bad start when he started the year, but that was in Boston. And the last time out, six innings, two runs. Didn't look amazing, but there was a good pitcher there for sure last year. So, I don't know. I, I'm fine with picking on him right now until he proves that he's all the way back. And lastly on my list, if you're looking for a cheap option... Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Walters gets Clay Buckholtz in Boston. Yeah. It's lefty and righty, and believe it or not, Buckholtz struggles against lefties. And, you know, Tony Walters, he's not really lighting the world on fire, but he's left-handed. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a, a fine, cheap option. Clay Buckholtz, we always say he's prone to his implosions. The 5.92 ERA has not been looking that great lately. Every once in a while he looks awesome, but has not been this year. So I don't if think you... he's going awesome against the, the Rockies on Thursday. If he does well, it's because the Rockies are on the road, and they can be weird in that way. Yeah. But uh, but no, I agree. I'm willing to pick Rockies against Clay Buckles, and if you want to go cheap at catcher... The Rockies are so, so left-handed. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm fine with it, for sure. And Tony Walters, who, if anything, has a little bit of speed sometimes. I don't know, he's an interesting catcher guy. Uh, but you're going cheap, you're just getting a guy in that matchup, I'm fine with that. I like all those guys you named. Um, I wrote Jonathan Lucroy getting Matt Whistler. Matt Whistler's been good. We're going to end up talking about him in pictures, but uh, if I like Jonathan Lucroy just fine. And then I wrote Jason Castro getting uh, Kevin Gosman. Kevin Gosman's been good. I got 
a tweet from a guy asking me if I thought it was safe to drop Gosman for Tanner Roark. And I got really confused because I was like, no, wait. And then I was like, wait, did you mean the opposite? Did you mean drop Roark for Gosman? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I would do that. Absolutely. Because uh, Gosman's been pretty all right. All right, Matt. And then uh, who do you have at first base then? First base, I had options that I kind of liked. Yeah, it, it's not that terrible of a day. Oh, you, uh, David Ortiz getting uh, John Gray. Poor John mm-hmm. Gray. Yeah. Well, and to be honest, John Gray has had like not been great against righties either. So if you want Hanley Ramirez too, fight with that also. Even though Ortiz has just been ridiculous. He, yeah, he really has. Yeah. Uh, we like John Gray away from Coors, but I don't think we like him in Boston, do we? No, they just won't stop like hitting. Away from Coors either. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been tough. Um, so yeah, any Red Sox first baseman, I probably like Ortiz more. Um, who else you got? Uh, Eric Hosmer getting Miguel Gonzalez. Sure, absolutely. Why not? Lefty and righty. You know, Miggy's got strange platoon splits. I'm not sure what I buy with him, but it's lefty and righty and. Hosmer can beat up on righties. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, I have Freddie Freeman versus Willie Peralta. Sure. Uh, that's fine. I was trying to find Braves that I liked against Willie Peralta, who's so bad. And, yeah. of course, Freddie Freeman, but there's not a lot of other places to go. And last time on my list, I have Matt Adams up against Joe Ross. Yeah. That's the thing with Joe Ross is he's been pretty good, but still has that bad platoon split and doesn't handle lefties really well. No, he's not. Oh, and Matt Adams showing signs of life, so I think that's actually a good matchup for him, for sure. Might be. Yep. Um, I like those. The only other name I had at first base you didn't is Chris Davis getting Lance McCullers, because why not, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, if you want to go for the homers there, that's, that's a thing you could do. That'd be fine. Um, so plenty of options at second base. Or at first base. Also at second base, I have five names. How'd you do at second? Four. So I wrote Daniel Murphy getting Mike Leak, because why not? Yeah. be okay. Yeah. He, he just keeps putting his... Keeps picking up hits. I don't know what's going on. I uh, wrote down Colton Wong getting Joe Ross. I know Colton Wong's been so bad. He has. But if you want to try and pick on that weakness of Joe Ross with lefties, it's Colton Wong. Um, All right. not, not a ringing endorsement, but a good matchup for him. No. Uh, I have Jonathan Scope getting Lance McCullers. Uh, that's mm-hmm. righty on righty. Lance McCullers, I think you can take... I think he'll be okay there um, if, if you want to go for that homer. Uh, I picked Jose Altuve getting Kevin Gosman. And here's the thing. Kevin Gosman, this year and in the past, has struggled with right-handers more than lefties. And uh, so if you want to try and exploit him, I think right-handed Altuve would be just fine. Spoiler, I also wrote Carlos Correa. Uh, and so I think if, if you want to pick on Gosman, he's been good. So I'm, I'm not, like, really rushing out to get him, to go after him. But I think Altuve is uh, is viable on this day. Um, so I wrote that. And then I have uh, your boy Brett Lari getting Danny Duffy. Danny Duffy's been... Good as they try and stretch him back out. Um, he hasn't quite made like five innings. They're trying to turn him back into a starter, and that could be a problem as he tries to stretch out more and more. And Brett Laurie likes to hit lefties, and Danny Duffy. The only problem there is, uh, the only problem is he can see bullpen as well. Yeah, which has been good, not great. It's you know I'm still not as scared of it anymore, but um, but yeah, that's the thing. They might get into the bullpen. I mean, he might get Chen Ming Wong. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't love the Brett Lowry pick, but I think the at least the starting matchup is a good one for him. So, yeah. Um, anybody at second base you had that I didn't have? No, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of a tough day. Um, I think Daniel Murphy's the obvious one, and it's not I exciting, think but it's the obvious one. You think Altuve is? 
Yeah, it's just, it's not the, usually you like him against lefties, so that's why it's maybe less obvious, but he's going to be fine. So, yeah, there's options. How about a third base? Where do you think he might go? Third base, we've got our guy Travis Shaw versus John Gray. Yeah, he's still batting above 300. He's doing just fine. That whole lineup is crazy, so uh, I like that. Yeah, me too. Power two from him also. Yeah, 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 I'm into that. Manny Machado getting Lance McCullers. Yep, I'm not scared there at all. Go nuts. No. Uh, I worked on Nolan Arenado getting Clay Buckholtz. Yeah, are you worried about him away from Coors? No, it's it's against the writing. That, that's that's where he wants to be. Yeah, so we've talked about it, and nobody can really solve Coors Field, and I say that all the time. But I think part of the Coors hangover thing is just because the ball moves so much differently. And again, a reminder that Coors Field is not about how far the by how far the ball flies, pardon me, uh, but also how like the pitches move, and they just break not nearly as much. And so kind of the reverse problem is once these batters get away from cores, everything is sharper for them to see. It's just got to be really tough to be a rocky sitter. Um, that said, they get clay buckles, so who knows what it means when you're facing clay buckles. Um, and I think Arenado's going to be fine, don't you? I, that's why I wrote him down, Dylan. Yeah, uh, maybe against the bullpen not as much, but uh, against clay buckles... We think that implosion is very possible again. So, yep. Um, anybody else for you? Todd Frazier getting Danny Duffy. Yeah, absolutely. I likes lefties, is really good, should be fine. That's the Todd Frazier tagline. Fair enough. Anybody else? No, that's it. Only one I had you didn't is Matt Carpenter getting Joe Ross because, again, lefty. Any Cardinals lefties I'm fine with against Joe Ross. I think people will be scared away because Joe Ross is decent. And that's the uh, the weakness you can try and exploit. Um, on the shortstop, I only have three names. It's Me too. okay. Xander Bogarts getting John Gray. Oh, I didn't write that one down, but it's a good one. He's hitting like three fifty almost. Like only five homers, but he's awesome. The whole lineup's awesome. I mean, it's fine. He prefers lefties, but John Gray's just struggling in the Rockies bullpen, who's already taxed from this series. Like go nuts. Um, flip side, Trevor Story getting Clay Buckles. Okay. You like you okay with that? It's righty on righty, but it's just Clay Buckles going nuts, right? Yeah, I agree. And then I wrote Carlos Correa, like I said, getting Kevin Gosman because he struggles with righties a bit. Um, so none of my shortstop picks are that creative. I I don't know if there's a, a cheap one. I mean, you can go Jimmy Rollins against Danny Duffy if you really want, but that's just really to make a point of using the cheap guy. Manny Machado might be a shortstop depending on your format. If that works, obviously we give that the thumbs up. Um, are there any other shortstops you like? Yeah, if if in in case Trevor Story gets you know sat in the bench or or in case Dan, Daniel Descalso gets in there against Clay Buckles, he's a, he's a lefty with a pulse. Okay, uh, that's about the best way to describe him is lefty with a pulse. <laughs> he's been, I mean, he's a glove first guy, and I don't know that he's even great at that. And he got like so much hate after being in like the huge weak link in the Cardinals lineup that one playoffs, you know, yeah. but. I feel like the important part is that he has a pulse and he'd be in the Rockies lineup against Clay Buckholz, you know, and if he implodes, like, everybody might be scoring, you know. So, yeah, I'm fine with that as, as just playing a cheap option. Um, was there anybody else for you? No. You just got to go Correa or Bogarts or Trevor Story, basically. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. All right, and then in the outfield, um, I started with all those Rockies outfielders against Buckles. If you believe in that matchup at all, uh, the outfielders are going to be fine. They all have the platoon advantage. That's that's a good thing there. Um, I wrote Bryce Harper and Ben Revere getting Mike Leake, if you think they're going to score against him, if you foresee bad Is Mike Leake. Ben Revere get a home run? 
I don't think he did, did he? No, will he? I'm saying, what's your... Oh, what's will your, he? No, absolutely not. I will never bet on that. It's possible, yes, but no. I will never bet on that. Um, I wrote Jeremy Hazelbaker getting Joe Ross, again, just because he's left-handed. Um, also, Brandon Moss against Joe Ross. You know, if they're... They're getting in. They're left-handed. I think that the Cardinals will probably try and stack lefties, and, and I think that's a fine matchup there. Not exciting, but capable. Um, any Rockies out? Or pardon me, any Red Sox outfielders you trust against the Rockies against John Gray? That's Jackie Bradley Jr. in his 29 hits in a row, uh, 29 game hitting streak, much different than hits in a row. And uh, Mookie Betts. I think they're going to be just fine. Lots of runs there. Um, did you? Are you following this hit streak at all? No. Uh, he has 29, so he's halfway there. Uh, and do you know, he just passed Wade Boggs. Do you know who the record holder for the Red Sox is in hit streak? It's like 34 games. The record holder for the Red Sox? Is it Nomar? No, it's, uh, Dom DiMaggio, which is kind of a halfway interesting fun stat. Is that he has the, the hit streak for the Red Sox is Joe DiMaggio's brother, Dom DiMaggio. So, uh, Jackie Bradley's like five games away from doing that, and then about a million games away from being in the discussion of, you know, the record. And then I wrote Adam Jones getting Lance McCullers. If you want the other uh, Orioles outfielders, I'm okay with that too. And uh, did you see what your boy Hyunsu Kim did on Tuesday? I did not. What did he do? Three for three. Oh. Two doubles and a walk. So it was perfect at the plate. He was fine. Still has no homers or steals. Still has like 30 something at bats. They don't play him. But, uh, yeah, he, he did well. He got in and he made it count. He's over 2,000 now. Yeah, basically. Uh, he's hitting 400-something, Like, but they just don't play him. Um, and then uh, I wrote Lorenzo Cain against Miguel Gonzalez. I don't know that I trust any of the other Royals outfielders. I mean, Gerard Dyson, if you're hoping he gets on and runs, but there's just not a huge ceiling there. But Lorenzo Cain can do fine. Um, do you have any outfielders I did not list? I do. Okay, who do you got? My guy Malik Smith against Willie Peralta. Sure. Yeah, I, I like that. I guess that's another halfway bright spot in the Braves lineup. They could do something. I, I think he's like, he, he's like a legitimately good outfielder. He's, he's interesting. He's interesting. Yeah. And there isn't, I mean, I like it more than uh, Nick Marcakis. Yes. Yeah. I agree. More interesting. Much more bright. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's actual, he'll, he'll actually like fill up a stat sheet. Yeah. Occasion. Yeah. And last, I wrote down George Springer and Colby Rasmus versus Kevin Gosman. Okay, yeah, Colby Rasmus is lefty, so you'd think it's the advantage, but Gosman likes lefties. It's the backward splits are always weird. I like George Springer though, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely. I think I like Springer better out of, out of those two. I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else for you? No, that's it. Yeah, that's. I mean, go with the Rockies. Go with the Red Sox. You know, I think there's that's the the big game for runs to happen. Is our guess. All right, Matt, let's try and figure out this pitcher situation for Thursday. There's literally 10 options. We can just talk about all of them. All right, there's okay. 10 to even pick. Mike Leake getting the Nationals. Not enough strikeouts there. Like, it's totally fine, but what a low ceiling, right? Like, I don't think yes. he'd be dumb, but big deal. Uh, Joe Ross getting the Cardinals. So I listed all the Cardinals that I could come up with that were left-handed and might play. They're not that many. They're pretty right-handed. So if you can handle them, I don't think that's a terrible matchup for him, do you? I, I'm not a fan of it, honestly. I think they're I think they're left-handed enough where it'll give them a hard time. It might. He has a two seven zero ERA so far, and so the split's still there, but he's been pretty okay. I think I think he's an option, not a huge ceiling, 
Uh, he's given up homers in three consecutive games, but I think he's an option. And anybody that's an option in this game, you got to think about. Uh, John Gray and Clay Buckles, you just can't, right? No. If you want to really like get crazy on a GPP, you can go for John Gray because he gets strikeouts. But you'd be nuts. Like that, you got to pass, pass, pass. Um, Willie Peralta, hard pass, even against the Braves. It's about the best matchup you can ask for. I would, I would love to have a reason to take Willie Peralta. I can't do it. I'm so much more interested in the other, in the other side of this. That... Willie Peralta, six nine nine ERA, one nine two WHIP. This is like when I tried to use Jake PV against the Padres. I was like, I can't, just can't. Like when the ERA is literally seven. Like no, the WHIP is one nine two. Like nah, can't. Um, so Matt Whistler is like the stud of the day. I feel like I earlier this season talked about how I thought he was bad. I was not in. Uh, some people were. I was not. He had such a bad uh, platoon split. He doesn't anymore. He's been on fire. I, I always knew there was like some talent there, but I was not in, and I'm wrong, at least at this point, at least on May 26th, I'm wrong. Uh, 293 ERA this year, whip under one. Like Not many strikeouts, so the ceiling's not huge, but not walking people either. So, yeah, in this year... Uh, 597 OPS to righties, 595 OPS to lefties. He's figured out that problem. He's been good. And the Brewers are an okay lineup, but you're not that scared, right? No, they don't really have a lefty that can hurt him, I don't, I don't think. Not really. Jonathan VR is their switch hitter, you know, like... Alex Presley. Alex Presley. Kirk Neuenweiss, who keeps getting on base. Uh, yeah, Neuenweiss stole a base on Wednesday. I mean, but... <laughs> yeah, uh... Not not as many strikeouts as I would like, but I think he's definitely a viable play in this matchup, don't you? Whistler? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, he's just been so good. Here's his earned runs allowed uh, by game log uh, going backwards. One, two, three, but that was over eight innings. Oh. And then eight scoreless before that. There was a five-run clunker. Before that, zero runs. Like, again, two nine three ERA on the season. I don't think it's that fluky. I think the Braves like him, so... I think we're back on the Matt Whistler train, and we're also not picking on him with lefties, or at least not right now. So, yeah, yeah I, I, that's that's if I'm playing DFS, that's a place where you got to go. You, um, you, all right, Braves All Star this year? Well, it's, <laughs> might be. Yeah, probably just Freddie Freeman. They'll just give Freddie the ticket. But yeah, I guess yeah, if <laughs> he earns it. Yeah. Um, Kevin Gosman goes to Houston. Houston's just a volatile lineup. They can definitely whiff a bunch. Um, same with the Orioles. I kind of feel the same about both these guys, McCullers and Gosman. Gosman has proved it more this year. Lance McCullers was good I last year. Gosman has a bit better. But they're comparable, right? They are, very. And I think the matchups are comparable. It's two lineups that can hit you hard when they connect, but they also can whiff a lot. So uh, I think both are, are fine. Again, Gosman's been good. 270 ERA, 112 whip. McCullers only has two starts under his belt, but he was good last year. Uh, okay. He's young, but he's kind of shown that he can pitch in the major leagues. So both of those are options. Um, I think the Gosman one's a little bit better, but there are whiffs there on both sides, and they can both strike people out. And then in Kansas City, you're not going near Miguel Gonzalez, I assume. And Danny Duffy's been good as he's stretching back out into a starter, but he hasn't made it five innings yet. Uh, he went three innings, and then he went four and a third. He might make it five innings this time. Not a ton of strikeouts there, but his controls look better, and that's the important part, because he was such a control mess before, and now he's only had four walks to his 29 strikeouts. So I think Danny Duffy might be the reach of a play, 
Uh, but you, the ceiling's not very high because he's still stretching out. So you're just hoping it goes five, six, maybe six innings, you know. Yeah. Um, so it makes him an option. So I literally have five guys of the ten that are even an option. Joe Ross, Matt Whistler, Kevin Gosman, Lance McCullers, and Danny Duffy. Am I am I wrong? Is there anybody else you would even like maybe do? Maybe Mike Leake? If you're looking, if you want to just go super boring, you could do like a Mike Leake, Miguel Gonzalez pairing. You would consider Miguel Gonzalez in Kansas City? Yes. I guess. Like, there's just no upside there, I feel like. Agreed. Okay. So what you're doing is you're punting, and basically punting pitcher, hoping to get wins, and then uh, racking up as the best hitters you can, of which there are options to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's the selling point for Miguel Gonzalez. Last time out, six innings, two runs, eight strikeouts, no walks. That was against Kansas City. And so he gets Kansas City again, this time on the road. So yeah, it's away from home, but it's a better park to pitch in. He yeah, just smart. handled them. So if you believe that he can beat them up, like, he just did it. So yeah, I guess Miguel Gonzalez is an option. And it's a punt almost, but it's an option. Um, I'm going... Matt Whistler with either Joe Ross or one of the Gosman McCullers guys. I, I would if if I'm going for upset, I'd probably go Whistler Gosman would yeah. be my ideal. Yeah, and I don't think Ross is crazy, but yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a tough day. It's a tough day, but luckily there's a there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of hitters to pick from. It's not a bad hitting day. Uh, the fun part with all these guys that are borderline is we get to pick uh, field of streams picks from them, and most of them are eligible. Uh, Whistler's eligible, Gosman's eligible, Duffy's eligible, Miguel Gonzalez is eligible. I'm gonna go. Gosman is 47%, so he's barely getting in. Um, I tried to take the upside on Wednesday with Ruby, who like got a good lead and was fine, and then he gave up some homers and he lost. Um, I'm gonna go with Matt Whistler. I'm gonna back him up because I'm because I'm on him, and I'm gonna go with him against the Brewers. But if you want to go, uh, Gosman, you can or Miguel oh, yeah. Gonzalez. What are you doing? I'm going Kevin Gosman. Yeah. Uh, or you can go Miguel Gonzalez. Let me think. Uh, yeah, Gosman. Gosman, 47% owned against the Astros. The Astros can hit, but they can also strike out, and he can pick up those strikeouts. So that, that is a thing. Astros lineup just looks so broken. It doesn't look good. I, mean, I could see it working out. Uh, Luis Valbuena has four homers now, showing signs of life. But yeah. All right, Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here for the weekend? I, I, I fixed my toilet. Yeah, awesome. The getting handyman points, you feel really Pretty accomplished. Much, yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I've always been afraid of plumbing. I, I was kind of surprised to, to how how easy it was to replace a valve. You yeah, know, I, I don't. You know. Plumbing can go badly for sure, but I'm sure it, I'm sure it can. But you know, replacing a valve is almost idiot proof. I feel. Yeah, after, after doing it twice now. There you go. Well, congratulations on fixing your toilet. Being a condo owner, there you go. Um, well, uh, yeah, they'll do it for us for the weekend. Brad and I will be on Friday morning doing our live Friday shows. Uh, we don't have a guest lined up yet. Might be just the two of us, which is not the, the worst thing, but we, we might still have a surprise guest with us. So those are live at 8 a.m. West Coast time, 11 a.m. East Coast time. We have a chat going. You can interact. You can ask questions. They get recorded in the show. Uh, if you don't make it to that, the podcast for Friday will go up middle of the day, Friday, uh, same as usual. But if you want to stop by and join us, we got webcams going. It's kind of a weird live broadcast thing we're trying out. Um, you know, uh, speaking of Friday, we, we have not one, but two special events this Friday at work. Oh, yeah? What's going on at work? They're both, sadly, they're both food-related, so I'm, I'm going to be in trouble because I'm, you know, I'm on a diet. Sure. 
the first one is uh, our, our, our team hit our deadline this month, so we're going to do a cereal day where we all bring in, like, a box of cereal, like, a rent, like, you know, we, we go to Jewel, choose a cereal, mm-hmm. and, like, bring it in and, like, have, like, six different cereals. Okay. That sounds fun. Uh, it's kind. Of, it's kind of a goofy event that we're gonna. That we, you know, at, at the end of every month, we do like some kind of goofy event as a team when we hit our deadline. Just kind of. Celebrate. That sounds pretty okay. But then in the afternoon, yes, I've got, I've got a peanut butter and jelly eating contest that I have to represent the team in. Like company wide, and they voted you. Uh, it's dep- our, our department only, and nobody else in the team wanted to do it. Me being the team lead, I kind of had to step up. Is it how fast can you eat peanut butter and jelly? I don't, what other what other challenge would there be? I don't. Is it how many you can eat like in an hour? I I I'm, I'm hoping like, it's like less than like five minutes. Yeah, how many can you eat in five minutes versus how many can you eat in an hour is a very different kind of contest. Agreed. Uh, yeah, but that sounds fun no matter what. This is it Friday on Friday. Yeah, because yeah, you know it's a holiday this weekend. Oh uh, yes, yes it is. So you get Monday off. Yeah. So uh, usually... we haven't discussed it, but. Pretty sure we'll still do a podcast for Monday. I, I know we will because yeah. Oh uh, well, you didn't know. Maybe I was going to take it off. We didn't discuss this. We're deciding this now. We'll have a podcast on Monday still. <laughs> I didn't think we would take it off. No. Um, well, I'm excited to. You better be tweeting about it. I want to hear about your uh, your eating contests on Friday. All right. I'm. There I'm better be pictures. I'm planning on taking ta- taking the contest. So I don't ruin my diet. I want to see. Oh, you can't admit that. On what air. What if your like coworkers listen to this and realize that you're a bad bet? They're gonna be like, "Oh, he said he was gonna tank." I no, I've told them I'm going. I, I told the team I'm like, "Look, I'll do this, but I'm tanking." I want to see the pile of peanut butter and jellies in a tweet before you tackle them. Hope you get a big bib. I hope there's a stopwatch. I hope there's a scoreboard. Oh man. Uh, actually, we have uh, we we can run in the walls at work. So oh well, there you go. That that will be. Is my guess. There you go. Well, uh, tweet at Matt Matt D underscore DFS. Wish him luck in his multiple eating events, especially the competitive one. I'm not on gonna Friday. lie. You know, joining a competitive eating event, like I I I feel like the second I did it, my IQ dropped about twenty points. <laughs> I have a friend that is into it as a fan who You've like. Got, no, like legitimately stop is Dylan stop being friends with this person. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, uh, and she's like not big and doesn't eat a lot. She just thinks it's really interesting. I don't know. She what, can just like stuffing food into their faces is interesting. Uh, they like train. They identify as athletes. Like it's interesting to her, and it being interesting to her made me like go like okay, all right. I don't know. It's goofy for sure. No. Um. No. Yeah. Anyway. Matt is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. I am on Twitter at Higgins FOS. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, that's why we do this show. So uh, holler at us. Go to go to SeatGeek. Go pick up 20 bucks and off a ticket. Tweet at us if you do it. Let us know what you're going to go check out. Probably baseball, but maybe you're going to go watch competitive eating or something. Do they sell tickets to that? I don't know. Oh, not. I'm going to go check SeatGeek. See if there's any events for that. That would be pretty good. Um, I'll be back on oh, Friday morning. I wish you Fourth of July. That's that's the big thing, but I'm sure they do them around the. Is there a circuit? Are there pay per view events? It's probably not pay per view events, but I don't know. I'm I'm sure there's I leagues. I don't want to meet the person that pays to watch competitive eating. Is there interleague play of some kind that goes on? I don't know. 
the things we don't cover on this podcast, we only wonder. Um, I'll be back on Friday morning with Brad, uh, and Matt and I will be back on the holiday five days a week all year. Uh, we'll be back then. Anyway, good, good luck with your stacks and we'll talk to you then. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.